0: If you're lucky you listen to them talk, they're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kev Lewin's defense the Sandbox. What's going on since the Sandbox fans? Look who it is! It's been a long time coming, <laughs> but YS is freaking back, baby. I'm sorry for the little derailment. You guys know I coach high school basketball, had kind of a historic season, best season they've had since I graduated, since okay, I now then. coach at my alma mater. So you know I was busy with that, state tournament games, building you know young boys into men, all that good stuff. But I'm back, and we're here with yeah, my two them. good yes. friends, <laughs> Rico and Chico, been, been wanting to get them on the show for a while, they were a little younger last year. Kind of camera shy, but they said they wanted to come on today for the return of YS. So we're here, we're talking about the top available free agents, and I, I shouldn't even say this coming off-season because it's, it's now here. the off-season, that's how long it's been <laughs> since I've been off the camera. But you know, off-season's here, we're just going to go down, we got about 15, 20 names we'll talk about, um, and see You know who's a good fit We're going into the NFL season
1: absolutely looking forward to it kev it's nice to have you back you know the solo content it's all right but i gotta say you know this conversation is always better these um, people
0: are probably like who's this kid with the short
1: hair <laughs> i know yeah. the last time they seen they no, seen no. kevy no.
0: Locke. <laughs> oh,
1: so yeah we do have some name guys and uh, i've already brought you guys some of my free agent fits so i'm actually excited to have kev uh share a little bit of his opinion so kev You have four names on this list. I have four names on this list. Uh, we're gonna talk about, you know, their destinations. And I really wanna get you started first. And, uh, one of the names that we just heard, uh, was a shocking release too, the Dallas Cowboys, Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper. And, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of things going on with Dallas. You know, they definitely have stepped it up, you know, as far as a franchise. They were really competitive and were viewed as a contender. Uh, we know what's going on with Trayvon Diggs, but the storyline is on the offensive
0: side of the ball. Now, do you have some fits for Amari Cooper? I do. So I'm just going to say, the four names I have, obviously, all good fits for the Bills. (laughs) Didn't want to be a clown, but they are. But I'll start off with the Bills. As we know, they just gave Cole Beasley permission to shop around for a trade. So there's a chance he may not be there. Emmanuel Sanders was on a one-year deal last year, so I don't know what his thing's going to be. So they might be a little slim at the wide receiver position. So I I could see Amari Cooper going there. But aside from just the Bills, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that either have I should say depth in their wide receiver but not really big names or there's teams that have one big name wide receiver with no depth and a team that comes to mind and I shouldn't say no depth but the Arizona Cardinals I think that would be a great fit for Amari Cooper you know Hopkins was banged up this year. Expecting him to bounce back next year, play most of the games. But he'd be a good number two and and even make number two. I was going to say with with Christian Kirk, too. I mean, Christian Kirk's already a good number two. But if you can throw Amari Cooper in there, give Kyler a couple more weapons. Because their offense does get stagnant, especially when, you know, with Hopkins being out so much this year. So just having a guy like that who's really, you know, looked at as a number one wide receiver slide into a two spot would be huge. And I think another team, and again, this is wishful thinking, but the lower end teams teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars teams like the New York Jets who are kind of in this rebuilding process but have just drafted their quarterbacks you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see i definitely think he's one of the bigger names especially for wide receiver on the list if not the biggest name but there's you know there's gonna be 25 plus teams looking at Amari Cooper so it's really Absolutely. gonna all come down to where he wants to play where the money's good and where the best fit is but i think you know those two teams and, you know, with Arizona and the Bills are good fits, but like I said, the lower the lower end teams like the Jets, you know, even the Giants. I, Giants could hey, be a good platform too. I mean, teams like that that you know are right <laughs> on the cusp of a rebuild, but don't really know where to start. I think that would be a good one.
1: No, absolutely. And Kevin, I think it's interesting that you bring up um, Arizona because that's definitely a team that's in the wide receiver market. But to like to an extent because you know they're obviously dealing with the whole Kyler mm-hmm. Murray scenario right now. But uh, you mentioned Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's actually an impending free agent, and they said you know there he's you supposed to you know be getting a lot of buzz right now. Andy Isabella, another guy that they drafted, kid from UMass from a couple years ago. Not mm-hmm. sure if you know. But, you know, he asked for a trade. So, you know, a lot of those guys that were drafted and were promised so much from Arizona are looking for a way out. Your guy, A.J. Green, no longer going to be on the Arizona Cardinals. So, D-Hop really does look like the only guy there. I think that that was a really interesting fit. And you're talking about a team that's looking from going, you know, 8-0 and for the first eight games and then, you know, having a bad second half of the season. But they want to win that division next year it would be extremely important. I'm going to hop in with another wide receiver as well. And I have Juju here. And, The reason why I wanted to go wide receiver right after you went wide receiver is to mention a team that I feel like, you know, is really going to be involved in might be a surprise team to, to really, you know, be interested in some of these guys. But the Kansas City Chiefs now look. Last year, they were talking about going after Juju. He ended up going back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. And I feel like, you know, they were involved in the OBJ trade market. And they were looking to get some depth at that wide receiver position. So I think Juju could realistically go for a second chance here with the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw what happened. They were a little bit banged up in the playoffs. And they didn't have, you know, the power that they once did as a Super Bowl contender. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he definitely needs some weapons to throw through. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill—they're not getting any younger. So being able to have a bunch of guys that you could spread it around and make sure that single coverage stays consistent throughout the defense, um, I think that that would be, you know, a great thing for. Juju if he goes to Kansas City or even Amari Cooper I feel like that could be a fit as well but you know uh, another team that's really interested in, in the wide receiver market I, I just really think you know goes to the, the Washington football team or the Washington Commanders now mm-hmm. and we know that they have a number one in Terry McLaurin right but this was a team that won what nine games last year and they had Taylor Heineke Heineke at the, at the helm yeah. um, you know you're talking about a quarterback difference in you know a couple of plays here and there and that's a team that's in the playoffs mm-hmm. so can only imagine we're getting a a real number two wide receiver would be like for that team and i mean how great would that make terry
0: mclaren yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) it goes from being quadruple team to double team you know what i mean absolutely um but what's uh yeah the next name
1: next name so kev it in you have a lot of running backs on your list as well Mm -hmm. so playoff lenny leonard fournette what's his destination
0: all right, again, so I'm going to start off with my team. I think the Bills would be a great fit. I um, do too. I think it's tough because I think, you know, Lenny is definitely, you know, a threat in the throne game, which I think is something that the Buffalo backfield is missing besides talent. Um, <laughs> is a running back. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Singletary, whatever. Pretzel? He picked it up at the end of the year, so I'll give him that. But to go into the year expecting a Super Bowl I'm talking about the season coming up, expecting to be in the Super Bowl. I don't feel confident with either Zach Moss or Devin Singletary being the lead guy. And I think a guy like Leonard Fournette would be good because you don't have to play them all four downs, right? Like Singletary and Moss in a, in a three-man rotation, I think, could be very good. But they just don't have that guy above them that it's like, all right, we got to go win the game. We're going to give the ball to this guy. And I think that's what Leonard Fournette could bring. And like I said, he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield, which would be huge for Josh Allen with all his read options and everything. I think it would just be a really good fit. But besides that, I mean, again, a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he already started with them. Wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back in town, although the way things ended there, I'm not really a sure. A shaky, yeah. Um, what but about a team like Miami? A team like Miami, too, but I feel like a team like Miami, like I feel like if they're going to get a running back, they're probably just better off going to get – like a horse, you know what I mean? Like someone who's going to be four downs every single game. And I, I'm i not sure Lenny could do that, not a knock to him. I just, I don't think at he's this at point. Yeah, career. he's not at that point anymore. But I think if he can come to a team that already has an established offense and he doesn't have to be, you know, the workhorse per se, I think he could be a really good fit. Like he did with Tampa Bay, right? He went there, they already had Rojo. They had someone else last year too before. Uh, LeSean McCoy was yeah accident. right LeSean McCoy so he came in just did his thing you know a couple 10 12 touches a game here and there so I think again I, I really do and I'm not just saying this I think Buffalo would be the best fit for him but again like I said with with um, With Amari Cooper, there's going to be a lot of teams, especially after the year he had this year, there's going to be a lot of teams going after Lenny Fournette.
1: Yeah, there definitely is. And, you know, when it comes to that running back position, you know, you're going to talk about it with James Conner and Cordell Patterson coming up. You know, Buffalo, you know, right off the top, I feel like that's a team that might be like the most obvious, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as, you know, a running back fit that we're hoping to be addressed. But I do think that there's some other teams here and maybe, you know, these are fits that you'll see uh, off the remainder guys that you have on your list. But you know, the Baltimore Ravens are another team that I know Lamar Jackson's a great running back. J.K. Dobbins is there, but like imagine Leonard Fournette, J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson, like you could you could realistically run the ball
0: forty five times yeah. a game and teams would still struggle to stop it, that. It's so tough with Fournette because it's like if you're a lower you know end team that doesn't have a running back Like, you can take the gamble on him as your number one. But I think right now in his career, like I said, he's going to be a number one B slash second option. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But if again, if you're a lower end team and you want to take that chance, like, yeah, it could work out great for you, but just no coming into it. It's like, the guy's not a workload horse. So if you do that, there is a chance that he might injure himself later in the season with all that responsibility. But
1: absolutely. All right. Taking it to the quarterback position, Kev, your former Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> guys, this name is really carrying a lot of noise this offseason. season. Ya. I was not expecting that to, you know, be the case But, you know, there are a lot of teams that, you know, are quarterback away that are thinking, you know, learning from the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen in that same quarterback room could have really uh, benefit his development. And, you know, there are some teams that might view Mitch Trubisky as a starting quarterback. I mean, he did take his team to the playoffs twice. He did have over a 500 record twice. We just know that, you know, the steps that we wanted to see him take, you know, as a leader, as a passer, as a quarterback, as a captain, just weren't necessarily there. So... I have three teams here that I realistically think would be, I don't want to say perfect fits, but as close to as it would get to a perfect fit. Washington. We just talked about Washington right off the rip. I honestly think that their best direction would be to draft a quarterback. We know that that was a failed experiment with uh, Dwayne Haskins. But their defense isn't getting any younger. Their offense is only a quarterback away from being, you know, a consistent offense. And um, I really think, you know, he can go in there if he can get the ball to McLaurin, hands it off to Gibson. He's not going to have too much of a responsibility to make those precision throws, knowing how good that those guys are. But two other teams, um, one specifically I think is going to, you know, definitely find out who they are. Quarterback is going to be this offseason. The Denver Broncos, right? This is a team that that I'm also, you know, going to mention later on in this episode for another quarterback. But Denver's in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, right? They're also probably in drafting a quarterback sweepstakes. But I think Mitch Trubisky is a guy that you could sign to a year or two contract for like twenty to thirty million. That could be that bridge guy, mm-hmm. right? And you know, he's not going to bring powerful leadership, but he has experience, and I feel like that's important um, in a quarterback room, especially for a young quarterback. So, you know, I think Denver's another fit, and just really quickly, the Panthers, you know, that that's another team that struggled with the quarterback position. Sam Donald's really young. He's still younger than a lot of these guys in this draft class, but I don't know how many more chances Sam Donald's going to be able to get to, you know, take over a franchise, have three outstanding wide receivers in Terrence Marshall, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson this year, and still play subpar. Um. Mm-hmm. So things are really going to heat up. Kev, next name we're going to stick with the running backs, James Conner. Arizona's losing James Conner and Chase Edmonds, so going to be really interesting to see what they do to fill that void.
0: Yeah, so again, Buffalo Bills don't have a running game, so all my running backs, I'm going to shuffle to the Buffalo Bill market. <laughs> um, but 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 again, I, I do think Fournette's a better fit for um, for Buffalo, but again, James Conner, I would take him as well. But James Conner's another one. Is he a running back one? Is he a running back two? We don't really know. He's kind of a little bit of both. <laughs> Listen, if I'm the Pats... I'm taking a bit on him. You know wow. what I mean? Damian Harris had a great year. You don't know if he's going to do that again. Stevenson, my <laughs> opinion, he was okay. You know, I, I think a lot of Pats fans kind of guessed what he was doing, but he was okay. But especially for the Pats, running back depth is, is huge, especially with the way they're built now. Again, I think a team like the Ravens. I even think a team like, that comes to mind, Tennessee Titans. You wow. know, a team that you know you're probably not going to play him a lot. But if your number one guy does go down, Derrick Henry, like he did this year, it's a great. You're really not losing, you know what I mean? And and the thing with that is, like, you could also use it as a plug not to get Derrick Henry hurt again because he won't have to play all four downs. You know what I mean? And Jeremy McNichols is whatever. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? He's not the worst running back in the league, but like, if you can go out and have a backfield of Derrick Henry and James Conner, it's like why not? You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Do you think he has any chances of re-signing back with the Cardinals?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really think it depends, like, what they do this off season Because I'm sure he's watching them, you know what I mean? Like, if it's going to be him, D-Hop, and Kyler Murray, and they're going to be the only three options, like, I wouldn't necessarily say he's going to sign back. But if they can go out and get another wide receiver... Chase Edmonds gets healthy because I believe he's still on contract with the Cardinals, right? Impending
1: free agent. Right. So that's,
0: but that's what that's I'm saying. The, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. It's like we got to see what happens with him. But I think at this point, James Conner just wants to play football. Yeah. You know what I mean? that His last year or two with the Steelers, he wasn't really playing. I think he just wants to play football and be effective. And, again, he's a guy who isn't necessarily the workhorse anymore but can get you a solid 15-20 carries, you know, productively in a game. Easy. Why Easy. Not? Guys, going to the
1: defensive position, defensive side of the ball, the only defender in this episode, if you want to hear more defenders, make sure you go back and check out my other free agency fits, but the Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, guys, you know, the Chiefs aren't getting any younger, as I mentioned, talking about Juju and Amari Cooper, and I think when you have to replenish a little bit, and you have to reconfigure what that Super Bowl team will look like, there's some guys that, you know, aren't going to be able to stay around, and look, at this point in his career, Tyran Matthews going on his third NFL contract. Look, he's about to get the serious bag. When he was with Arizona, you know, he was making decent money. Coming to Kansas City, he definitely elevated his game a little bit. But I think this is now more for, you know, his pocket rather than, you know, the championship. We know he won with Kansas City. So, I'm going to go with two places I think could be a good fit that absolutely need a safety. Number one, the Dallas Cowboys. Look. We know what Trayvon Diggs did to that defense, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, so. Um, you know, I think adding a safety, kind of a captain to float around and make all the pieces see fit, um, I think that that would really make, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the difference from a good team to a great team. And uh, I know that there's, you know, some coaching discrepancies, you know, Sean Payton's rumored to go and be connected to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, if Mike McCarthy doesn't perform this year. But I really think that, you know, Dallas is a, is a place that's always looking to get some of the big name guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, another pass right. That's linked to them as well, but another fit that I will say for Tyran Matthew, the Honey Badger, the Minnesota Vikings, and his former teammate Patrick Peterson just came over to the Minnesota Vikings last year, and he had a decent year. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he's somebody that's out there trying to recruit someone like the Honey Badger Tyran Matthew to play with them. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings aren't really known to have a great defense, but You know, with a new coach in there coming from the Rams, Kevin O'Connell, I definitely think that having a veteran presence on that defense, especially in the secondary, would be important. And when you're going against guys like Devontae Adams, Darnell Mooney, you definitely need to have, you know, some secondary depth for sure. Kev, last running back on your list, Mm -hmm. Cordell Patterson. Might have had the best year out of all these guys. Uh,
0: What do you think for Cordell Patterson? All right, so I like the Pats a lot. I'd like the Pats fit a lot. Reunion. Yeah, I like a reunion. You know the Pats love their gadget guys, and he's probably the best gadget guy ever. You know, <laughs> wow, that's at, least, a at statement. least after last season, no doubt um, rolls, no Reggie Bush. Oh, please forget about it. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I consider <laughs> you know Patterson more of a gadget guy. But no, I like the Pats fit, and there's two teams that I actually really like him on. First one's the New Orleans Saints, and here's why: I think he, you know, and and again, I'm not going to sit here and say he's as good as this person. But I think gameplay-wise, he's very similar to Alvin Kamara, you know, to the point where is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? Is he a quarterback? We don't know. Um, (laughs) But I love the fit there. I think, you know, if you can have him and Kamara on the field at the same time, I think it would cause a lot of confusion for defenses because it's like, is this guy getting the ball? Is this guy getting the ball? Is Corderell going to get the ball and throw to Kamara? Like, <laughs> Dude, like really, like who knows? Like, you know what I mean? It would just be so confusing. And I feel like, again, like I said, with Derrick Henry and James Conner, you can take the load off of Kamara too because Corderell is, you know, virtually a poor man's Alvin Kamara if you think about it gameplay-wise. Um, And the last fit, and and I don't know why, I just, for some reason, the image popped up in my head of Corderell in this uniform, and I'm like, you know what, that makes sense. The Seattle Seahawks. I love the fit for the Seattle Seahawks. We know the Seattle Seahawks don't have the most, I should say, I guess, reliable run game with Chris Carson always banged up and, you know, not really much depth there. I think he could be huge. I think he could be a guy that, again, would probably be behind Chris Chris Carson in the depth chart, but... Would have like, no problem stepping in. We know when Carson goes down and putting him alongside with DK and, and Tyler Lockett. I mean, Ooh. that could be scary. And yeah. for some reason, I don't know if it's like the Richard Sherman dreadlocks or something, but like <laughs> Cordero Patterson, it. like in a Seahawks uniform, it just makes sense.
1: Like, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> now, listen, I have one more guy on my list. I definitely think that that's an interesting fit. I actually have the Seahawks down here as well. Oh, wow. um, I actually also have the Raiders. You know, I think yeah. the Raiders could be uh, an interesting team to, you know, really use a gadget guy like that. But. Jameis Winston, guys, the last quarterback that we're going to talk about on this list. And we know he's coming from an ACL tear. I would like to say that, you know, he was performing pretty well before that happened with the Saints. So I do think that there'll be some conversations for him to go back with the Saints. But two teams that, you know, I was really knocking on the door on for the quarterback position earlier in this episode was the Steelers and the Washington football team. And look, The Steelers really are, you know, a quarterback away from being a 12-win football team. And Big Ben, the past couple years. So are the Commanders. (laughs) Yeah, no, they really, are. I mean, I think, and they both have great coaching staffs. Ron Rivera, Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores over in Pittsburgh, too. So these are two teams that have the defenses perfectly set up. Now, it's just on the quarterback position, the offense, to really make it happen. So, guys, those are our free agent fits 3.0. NFL free agency starts next week, so make sure you guys are tuning in to get the best coverage. What we need to do now is first thank Rico and Chico for joining us on this episode. Welcome back, Kev, guys. I definitely loved having Kev back. Please let him know that you loved having him back so we can get him back here a little bit more often. But also, something new here for since the Sandbox. I have to shout out Myoderm. Guys, Myoderm is a CBD company that makes uh, sports relief ointment. So, after you know that workout, after you're going to play some flag football, get you know, whatever it is, whatever physical activity you're doing, you know, maybe any, even if you just have some neck pain, some back pain, I want you guys to try out Myoderm. This company is based out of Colorado. They just sent us some free product. Um, so, make sure you guys check it out. And if you have any questions, make sure to ask Steve. Kev, or follow Maya Durham on Instagram and and definitely take a a look at their company, their product, and what they offer. Guys, Meet the People episode three was brought to you um, with Steph Lewis, so make sure you guys go and check that out. And of course, you guys know the deal. Like, follow, subscribe, and go to Apple, Spotify, or SensorSandbox.net to leave a five-star review. We out. Kev, any last words to the people? Back, baby.